0: This
1: is Confessions with Sam Peterson. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Confessions. Everyone wants to confess, but not everyone wants to hear them. Today, I'm joined by one of my favourite people in the world. And we had a big chat before the podcast started. And then I asked him, would you like to do an episode of Confessions or am I the asshole?" And he said the thing that is the most honest thing I've ever heard from a guest. He said they're both the same thing, Sam. So please welcome the wonderful Will Anderson. I mean... They are
0: (laughs) similar. They're similar in... They're similar. My two
1: products will, that are exactly the same. One's a
0: deconstructed <laughs> version of the other one. I like it. It's like the <laughs> yeah. dollop and the pastimes. So in the dollop, they'll do a you know story from history, American history normally, but a story from history. And yep. then in the times they take a newspaper from a particular time in history. So it's basically the same thing, but it yes. is <laughs> slightly different, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, and and you
1: mix it up slightly, you've got a whole new show on your hands.
0: Yes, and so... What I was really meaning was less about the fact that your offers don't have differences because they do. <laughs> and I in the same way as mashed potatoes is different to potato chips, you've <laughs> taken the same ingredient but you have sliced it and diced it in a different direction that's and they right, are different right. offers. What yep. I was saying is in the same way as I would shove both mashed potatoes and potato chips into my mouth, my part of it would be exactly the same. I don't have a gear that I bring to confessions that I don't bring to am I the arsehole or vice versa. It is, this is what you're getting. Regardless, even if we don't get to anything, you're <laughs> getting the same from me regardless.
1: I'm walking around going, Will's great on confessions, but mm. I don't know Am I the Arsehole is real dark and depressing. it be you <laughs> can't get into it at all.
0: Like a cricketer who, you know, can't adjust from test match cricket to 2020 <laughs> or something like that. But I I will say to you this. I think that mm. Am I the Arsehole is an easier show to do. In that yes. at the end of the day, you're just asking a, like, binary question, right? Yeah. Like, there's, yep. like, well, there's, like, you've got two options, essentially, like, which is you either are the asshole or you are not the asshole, right? <laughs> That's all you really <laughs> have to decide. Whereas often in confessions, like, sometimes they're not even suggesting that they are an arsehole or that they should be judged for what they're doing. They're just confessing yes. it for yeah. their own sake and it doesn't come down to that choice between is this a good or bad person often there are so many issues raised so yes. many conflicting and confronting emotions so i think like as a challenge yep. like confessions is tougher than than am i the outside so there we go we actually have deconstructed that there is a difference between the two <laughs>
1: Now, Will, you are going on your biggest tour in about five Mm. years, I think you said the other day. And, uh, you know, someone who regularly tours around and does Adelaide, does Perth, does Brisbane, does Sydney, does Melbourne. I mean, this is your biggest tour in a long time. Has this been something? I know you've always kind of talked about wanting a year to do stand-up, because a lot of the time you end up doing a lot of different projects, and I know that you've always kind of wanted to focus just on stand-up. Was that the idea of this year, to to lean into stand-up a bit more than the last few years?
0: Yeah, I mean, apart from the bit of it, well, so basically, yes, that is exactly – I've been talking about it for so long that it bores me to tears when I talk about it because –
1: I'm glad I asked
0: the question. No, 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 no. I'm, <laughs> it is both my favourite topic and my most loathed topic because <laughs> I think the reason I bring it up so much is I know that I need to be telling myself that, like, the thing that I always wanted to be good at to, was to be a stand-up comedian. That was my big dream. I love stand-up comedy. It is my absolute passion. I have a great passion for the comedy industry in general, the Australian comedy industry. Like, every time... I have an opportunity in my life to spend more time either consuming or being amongst or performing with or collaborating with the comedy industry, like particularly in that live comedy setting, but, you know, podcasts and stuff as well. But things that are very much of the comedy world, they are my favourite things to do and I love doing them. You know, like it's – the reason I do so many of them is that I have – A great passion for them. And the reason I'm always constantly doing all these projects is that I have a great passion for, you know, big, small, all sorts of weird ideas. And I'm doing a show every year, which is not like, here's what managed like, I've done a show every year for 30 years, bar the pandemic. And Mm. what, you know, your management and people will tell you is a better thing to do would be maybe just do a show every two years. Like do a bigger tour, you know, there's more people out there now, even just Mm. accessibility like venues and all these sort of things. So there's that, which is that comedy itself has become this like much bigger industry and in a way because I have been very lucky to do all these other things that I have done in my life, I've never had the opportunity to – I feel sometimes – That the the big question that haunts me is, was the success I was lucky enough to have in other aspects of my life, like a a blessing or a curse? And I'm sure as all things, it is both, right? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like it got people along to see me and it's helped me pay my bills and all these sort of other things. And I like doing it. It's not, but there is that part of me that you know, I'm 50 now and that's part of what I'm talking about in the show is this idea that, like, you know, w- when you're in your 20s or 30s, it's all potential. You know, you can still do all those things. Whereas by the time you get to my age, you start to, you know, the, the, the time that you're going to do that big tour, the time that you're going to have the energy and the skill, hopefully, and maybe the currency to actually go out there and, and, and do it fully, it doesn't last forever. And so I wonder sometimes and I worry sometimes that like my passion for other things takes away from, you know, the time that I would prefer to be spending just doing stand-up comedy and doing my show and building my stand-up career and, you know, like, you know, just being a little bit more focused about what I wanted to do. And I kind of always had this theory that when the other things went away, that it would be the time, you know, it always kind of comforted yeah. me. That was my big thing. It was like, because, you know, television in particular, but, you know, media work in general, it's like, you know, it's rare that you do something like Groom where, like, we, you know, this will be our 16th year in a row on show and we've I've had other things in that time. And so you – I just always thought when this finishes – in three years in five years in seven years in whenever it was I went to America because I thought I'm gonna go over there and do stand-up but then I would have to come home for six months of the year to to do Gruen and so I had a great time doing that and I got to do a lot of stand-up but again it was that classic thing of just as I got to be like a touring you know headliner making an abs- a living doing comedy over there you know the pool was back home again and you I don't, like, I mean, I made all my own decisions, you know. I i don't, um, you know, like, uh, but the, the reason I bring it up all the time is that I think that I am constantly trying to remind myself that, that that is still important to me in the hope that if I say it enough times that at some stage I will do something about it because the boldest thing to do would be to quit doing some of those other things and just roll the dice on it. And I always wonder in life whether, like, That decision doesn't just affect me for a start, you know? Like if it were just maybe but just me, then maybe I would just make that decision. But it doesn't just affect me. And maybe in life you're lucky to like have a whole bunch of different things that you get to do and that people enjoy you doing. (sighs) However, (laughs) Sam, (laughs) like I am haunted by this idea of like I just would love – to just do stand-up comedy and so I decided that instead of wishing my other life away, I would try and prepare myself for that. So say the television goes away in the next, you know, couple of years or so, you know, television, free-to-air television might go away completely in that time (laughs) so that might do it for me. If I wanted to be in the space both as a comedian but also physically in the space to be able to rebuild, you know, my, like, and again, when I say rebuild, it's not like it's, you know, fallen down. Like, but I mean, as in, you know, take what it is and then see if there's something more in it. Then I probably needed to start doing that now. And so the first step in that process is to write something that I hope that I can do for two years instead of one year. Um, and so, like the bargain I made with myself is, I'll do my improvised show next year because I've always wanted to do a tour of that anyway. So, yeah. But that maybe I do Australia with uh, Will Legitimate this year, do as many shows as I could do in Australia, and then hopefully take it overseas the year after. But certainly do, you know, some other shows. And then that way, maybe instead of doing all the other commitments and then trying to jam in the stand-up around it, it at least it wouldn't be quitting and going all in, but it would at least be saying you can work on this thing for two years. You don't have to work on it for 12 months. You can write something that you can do for two years instead of 12 months and then next year you can do the improv show. And so... That's the ambition. The ambition is to write something. I was saying to you, we're, we're talking three weeks, three and a half weeks before I do it for the first time and I haven't um, done a stand-up set, like a, a like a club set, set since uh, March 2020. So the last three shows that I've written have all been written um, inside my head, you know, and then... Um, out in front Which of people. Which you also paper. call
1: the club famously. Yeah, you <laughs> that's <club>. right. That's <laughs> my <laughs> mind's club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm always in a club. You're a gig pig, Will, a real road dog. <laughs> you can find 50
0: Cent inside my head sometimes. <laughs> um, and so the, I hope that what I've imagined is something that I can build over the two years and enjoy building over the two years. That That was my aim. My aim is to write something that hopefully – You know, when I go to Adelaide in three weeks from now, it's going to be the start of that journey. And, of course, the first night's the only night when the show is what I thought the show was going to be. It changes substantially after that when I do show it to people. But on that first night, at least one night, I do it the way I thought it was meant to go before I realise I was completely wrong in a whole bunch (laughs) of different places and start making some changes.
1: Is there a difference, Will, in... Like, I guess doing doing clubs, and I mean, you're such a experienced and a, a legendary comedian. Is there a difference now between doing a club and working up a show from doing spots and finding out what's funny along the way to the first time you went out on stage doing the show for the first time? Is, is that scarier? Do you have the faith in yourself that it's going to be good? Because I, I realise, you know, now I'm doing uh, my first ever solo show and I've, you know, I'm touring around in May and I've got all the things locked in and I'm going out and because I don't have the experience like you, I'm going out and I'm trying things. And some nights, like the other night I went out at the comics lounge and I said a joke that I thought was going to be fantastic and it got, Silence, And I went, oh, that went down like a lead balloon. And, you know, and it was just I was like, I've got better stories, everybody. And kind of had to build and get them back. It, w- when you went up on stage yeah. for the first time, was there a little bit of extra trepidation to go out for the first time and do a show that you didn't know, apart from your club's eye, uh <laughs> if it was going to work or not?
0: I have a theory and so again this is um you know post-pandemic um having a think about being forced for the first time because of the pandemic to write a show from scratch without getting to test it on anybody and then that show being so well received by people that's that's we logical that people can watch on iview it's free um but uh that show I only did 40 times before we taped it. Like that just came out, you know, that's not a show that was taken out and tried in front of a- anyone. It was it was done 40 times I did that show. Literally yeah. 40 times I did the show and then we recorded it and people can watch it. And and because that seemed that worked as a writing method differently to what I had been doing previously. I was like, Oh, I like this. This is like I feel like This is worth doing again because part of me was starting to think that if you want to be more ambitious in what it is that you do – like, you know that Hollywood movie system where sometimes the reason that we get terrible movies is because they show them to test audiences who, you know, like are there for a you know, bucket of popcorn on a Tuesday afternoon yeah. and they get to decide rather than the director or the writer, you know, what should be in the Hollywood movie. And They're
1: like, I think they should be on a boat. And you're like, okay, that's yeah. different. It's a different movie. I and think the main character should be a carrot. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> Okay, that's interesting. That's how they got Sausage Party. They would not think the main character should be a sausage. I
0: worry that sometimes, and there's nothing wrong with people who think that the main character should be a sausage, but if your audience isn't people who think the main character should be a sausage, (laughs) then there's an argument to be made that testing your material on people who think that everything's better if the main character is a sausage is actually doing both you as an artist and also your audience a disservice right yes. like if you keep wanting to expand what you do now if you're running for yeah running for office as I like to say if you're in that stage of your career where you're trying to attract as many people as possible to your show that every performance is an advertisement to get people in then I absolutely understand the idea of, you know, you're like those gigs aren't testing material for your show. Those gigs are also advertising for maybe you'd like it. Here's a way you could access what it is that I'm trying to talk about, right?
1: Yes, yeah. But
0: for me, sometimes I worry that why test the material on somebody who would never pay for a ticket to come and see the show? Are you doing a disservice to the people who are already bought into the idea of the show and would actually love to see you push it? Because often to get someone in who you don't know, like – what you're trying to do is, you know, be less ambitious in a way, right? Yes, more yeah. broad, more general. Whereas if you know an audience is at least bought in somewhat already, that there's some level of trust in the, you know, experience, then you can use that to give yourself permission to, like, try to experiment with. Like, so one of the big things that I'm doing in my show and I do this there's a version of this that I do every year it's not like a big part of what I do but it's for my own sake which is that I do have a signature structure but every year like I really do try to play with the structure of the show within you know some some of that format and I mean last year's show literally started and ended with the same in the same you know month like you know whereas it went on a thing in between and it like it was trapped in a loop there was there was a structural reason for how the show was put together and and sometimes like with my audience, like what I know I could do and sometimes at my um, improv shows, like the most impressive thing at the improv shows is like in the last ten minutes have something that wraps all the people that I've talked to together and then get out on that and people will think it is like it's like watching a magic trick, you know, they, and but if you've got an audience that have been there a lot before, they've seen you do that already and after a while it's actually not as magic and it's much more fun to to play against that or to wrap everything like that and then move on and do something else a little bit more interesting. or mm. um, And, so, you know, so even going into this year's show, and these are things that, like, the audience don't need to notice, you know, this is... Partly for me, partly yep. you, I, you hope they notice without noticing, you know.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: But there's a structural thing that I'm doing in this year's show that is kind of using my cliches against myself, like, you know, to try to like what well, what I think I'm doing because I haven't tried it yet, right? It might not <laughs> yeah, work. Yeah. But yeah. There's, there's a kind of bait and switch that I'm trying to pull off in a structural sense that like, rewards a little of you knowing what my traditional style is like to really appreciate that it's playing off against that style, whereas if somebody was absolutely brand new to it, didn't understand any of it at all, then I think that they would still absolutely understand it on the level that it's being presented. There's just that opportunity for someone who's – like what you you ideally want is something that if someone's hearing it for the first time – they can really absolutely you know it's accessible and interesting to them immediately. Yeah. But if they went back and listened to your older stuff, it it would get increasingly simple, right? So you want to be able to get more complex and interesting, but without losing that entry point for people where you're like, you don't want to be incomprehensible to a new customer because yeah, you know, that's a bad business model. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a fact. That's your rule of business. <laughs> Plus, Make i got lot, understand got a lot of
0: ABC fans, Sam, you know. Like, yeah. I lose a lot each year to natural causes. So, we've got to bring <laughs> some young people in as well.
1: Now, Will, you're touring all around Australia this year. So, by the time this comes out, you will be yep. going to uh, Adelaide, uh Pretty soon, you will be in Melbourne, Sydney, Perth later in the year. You're doing Perth, the. Um, Canberra, yeah.
0: Brisbane. Anyway, lots of other places as well. Regionals all over the place. Comedy.com.au.
1: Yeah, amazing. And also your podcast. So you've got uh, quite a few podcasts all in the same feed now on the Everyone Relaxed feed. So easy, feed.
0: Sam. Everyone, so everyone Relaxed. So One feed. Yeah. It's not incomprehensible to anybody to explain what yeah. it is. Yeah, Everyone relax. There is so much. Like we have four or five podcasts a week. They're all great. Everyone relax. They're all in the one place.
1: I even listen to the sports one, Will, and I'm like the least sporty person in the world. I I love it. I think that
0: um, it's fair to say that if you enjoy stuff that Charlie and I do, then it's all various different versions of that. And so, yeah, absolutely. I think there's – and there's lots of crossover, particularly coming up to – Comedy festival, like there are people who probably never would have dipped their toe into a like a fop and friends or whatever who like philosophy. Yep. But often, the only difference really between those is if somebody's got two hours, I can get them from philosophy, and if they've only got an hour, we get them for a tofop and friends. Like, it's <laughs> that's about the only difference. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll go and check out that I am doing my solo show In May around I'm doing Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane Two nights each It's going to be a lot of fun And also I'm doing a live confessions During the Melbourne International Comedy Festival Celebrating six years, Will Of yes. this goddamn podcast And at the moment the guests are uh, The wonderful Bron Lewis and Genevieve Morris Possibly the great Reuben Kay Or Tony Martin will be joining me Ooh. as well But it'll be a lot of fun 130p on the 13th of April It's like the best time to do a show will Because then you can have a drink And then I'll probably go to bed at 2.30pm I think
0: that I think that this culture Of um, uh, Afternoon shows Particularly on yeah. Saturday and Sunday And particularly in those sort of venues Mm. Is the best, and that might so be because good. I'm getting older. But I just think it is the best.
1: <laughs> it's so good to know that you can be in bed by like six o'clock. But also,
0: like... I've said yes to a whole bunch of things like people have yeah you know, offered because you're just like, oh yeah, that's actually. I don't have to stay up later than my own show. I can do something. Yeah, bit... no. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually always <laughs> looking for something to do during the day. That's a good idea.
1: Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Will, today on the podcast, I have some wonderful, wonderful confessions from four gorgeous people that I found on a wonderful website called Mm -hmm. reddit.com. Now today, I actually, uh, yesterday, Will, I was doing a gig and a guy came up to me after it and he was like, oh, you're the guy that reads all the fuck things online. So that's going to be on my business card from now on. Now, confession one today comes from gorgeous Terry. Gorgeous Terry confesses. Now, Will, this is one of my favorite confessions. And Mm. when I was deciding whether I was going to do an Am I the Asshole with You and confessions, I saw this confession and I thought, I really want to do this one. This this one comes from Terry. (laughs) I caught the dog. The dog I'd been dreaming to catch. And now I don't know what to do. Okay. I live in a small country town. And there is this dog that's eating my pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like a Pixar film, Will. I mean, it's awesome.
0: adorable so far. It like is. Like that, that is. adorable pumpkin-eating puppy. Like, come on.
1: My dog, Diggs, he was eating, uh, he found some vitosaurs the other day and it was like the happiest day of his life. <laughs> if I ever saw if It was like the best moment of our lives. If I ever saw a dog eating something, I, I think it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I see the pesky creature out there every night, constantly trying to get what it can from mm-hmm. me. It's stealing. <laughs> I mean, is it though? Dog, dogs aren't accountable by the law, Will. I don't you
0: know. I don't think it is stealing. Like I understand Lock it up. Like that you like the dog is taking your pumpkin. Yes. But I don't think that you can imply that it's stealing it. It's a like, thief. It's, it does not abide by the. I mean, it abides by the laws of nature, not by the laws yep. of humankind, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be the dog, like the dog versus the state or something. You're not going to be able to have this whole court case and trial for I mean, this dog.
0: I think we're clear about the fact that like dogs and humans obey different laws. <laughs> like you know, there's no dogs driving cars. You can't have a shit in a park and expect someone else to pick it up. Like there's demarcation. <laughs> Or I was to say debarkation?
1: <laughs> very good, very nice. <laughs> it takes and takes, always ready to eat whatever it likes. Uh-huh. I don't know where its owners are, but I have a feeling that they wouldn't care even if I told them how much disdain I have for their dog. Okay. This dog is a fr- fairly friendly looking dog and has certainly put on weight since I met it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eating all those pumpkins will, of course. I keep planting and have this little patch just for me. My produce is very important to me. Mm-hmm. This dog every night comes and finds what I'm doing and wags its tail as it's eating away, like digs in the Vita Soil. Well, yeah, I but loved it. but I, okay.
0: Now, say Sam, maybe this will be cleared up. But is he not sort of a fence or some sort of like? Protection around the pumpkins?
1: He does go into it, but it's also, yeah. as you can imagine, Will, a batshit explanation from someone writing on Reddit. Right. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I'm also not sponsored by Vitasoy on the podcast today. We'll make that very clear. I mean, you have you can, mentioned
0: Vitasoy three <laughs> times now, so...
1: And I won't say soy today, but find yourself a better price. You can almost set your watch to this dog, which I would love to see someone do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blue healer. And they have so much energy, but also they're pretty fucking quick. (sighs) (laughs) I've come out shouting at it, but it is so sneaky and will literally creep up. So it's not, also it's in the cloak of darkness. Mm -hmm. I've tried my best to let it go many times, but no matter how many times I breathe in and out, I still get the irrits. My produce, my produce needs sun, mm. and to be in a particular area to grow. And I think the dog knows this. Uh, <laughs> of course, it does. Dogs are smart. Blue healers, they smart. know. <laughs> I have tried everything: fencing, shelters, but every time the dog finds a way yeah. in. I just don't think he's got very good fences. Well, I mean, you grew up on a farm, I'm sure. I mean, it's there a blue are he- ways. I
0: mean, it's a blue healer. It's not like. A horse, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you can keep them out. Like, it's – otherwise yeah. the streets would be, like, you know, just con- blue heelers everywhere, right? And
1: vitasoy everywhere. If I block it off too much from everything, it doesn't grow as well. Uh-huh. I think the dog knows this. Oh, fucking hell. Why does this so guy other- <laughs> care
0: so much about his pumpkins, though?
1: Honestly. And, and also this dog's opinion. Mate,
0: but also, that, like, this is – the punk- the pumpkins are not worth the problem that the pumpkins are causing, right? No. Like no. in this situation, just save your money on fencing and wiring and all this hassle. Yeah. Like you can't tell me – like don't get me wrong. Love a homegrown pumpkin. Yeah. Delicious, right? <laughs> but is it so much more delicious than going down to the shops for like a like a, I mean there are some products where you like the homegrown version is so superior to like whatever yeah. you know but a pumpkin one of the more, you know I mean come on like there can't be that you're much it, it cannot be worth this amount of hassle yeah. and it's not like anyone's ever like oh mate cost a living have you seen the yeah. price of pumpkin like <laughs> it's
1: So the other week I set up a trap to finally uh, uh, catch the mongrel yeah. and it gets caught. I know it too. Mm-hmm. I think he knows it cuz he did it. I'm so happy remembering me once chasing it across the field with mm-hmm. my pants around my ankles what? embarrassing myself for everyone to but, see. But
0: why? Why, why, why was what was he going to do to the dog?
1: Pants are ripped. Of course, Will. It's a funny visual. Like, did he come from the bathroom? Did, did he hear the dog and was in the bathroom? But also, chasing?
0: stop chasing, man. Like, stop chasing and pull up <laughs> your pants. Through the
1: village.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, this is not, like, the dog doesn't have, a, like, a baby or something. Like, yeah, you yeah. can just stop Got your pumpkin chasing the dog.
1: Oh, here's the thing, stop for one second, pull your pants up and keep running.
0: Pull your pants up, go down the shops, buy a fucking pumpkin and stop this horrible <laughs> cycle your that mind. you're involved in, in <laughs> this weird wily coyote roadrunner situation that you found yourself in.
1: <laughs> the smartest dog in the world. <laughs> so then I have the dog and bring it inside. Uh-huh. The problem is that's when I fall in love with the dog. What? I've never been a you know, dog person before. my pants are before. also around yeah. my
0: ankles.
1: But the dog is incredible. He has a collar but no name badge yeah. and so I just keep it. Uh-huh. The other day a young boy came to the house asking if I'd seen his missing dog mm. and I told him I didn't know what he was talking about. Uh-huh. I love this dog so much. I've lied oh. and I'm keeping it. What can I do? I've taken a dog and I feel terrible. It's the price for the pumpkins. I don't know why he ended it like... Firstly... (laughs) (laughs) I will take the dog. It's the price for the pumpkins.
0: (laughs) You're the one who's introduced the pumpkins as being such a major character in this This person. (laughs) To everybody else, here's what this story is. I stole a dog.
1: (laughs) Right? That's it. Like... End of.
0: Your your big pumpkin preamble (laughs) that you're trying to justify the fact that it's okay to steal the dog because the dog was stealing you. Because this is basically what he's saying at the end is, I've stolen a dog. I think it's okay that I've stolen this dog because my dog was stealing – this dog was stealing pumpkins. So (laughs) the dog stole the pumpkins. I stole the dog. That's how the law works. (laughs) That doesn't. That's not how the law works in humankind or dog kind.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> now, will the wonderful people in Reddit.com uh-huh. like to comment? Great. So you've got uh, you've got some wonderful comments here. You've got Truffle Pig writes, "Eat them truffles, dog." <laughs> Nothing about truffles. Just okay. decided uh-huh. the pumpkins. Sure. Uh, Mickey Yellow Eyes writes, "I love to love and I love dogs." You remember to give this dog back, but not before taking lots of pictures of it first, so you can have something to remember it by and to keep forever. But you can also talk to it and walk the pictures. Tell the pictures you love them. Now, Will, I think that sounds like a totally sane person. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine if you saw someone with a collar and on the end they've got a, picture, a, lesion, of a picture of your dog?
0: <laughs> you go over their house. There's just a bunch of pictures of your dog.
1: And near the dog bowl, you're trying to feed the picture. You've got Joseph Cleaner Technicolor writes, You don't need to tell you that you are in the wrong here. Yes. You don't need to tell you no. that you are in the
0: wrong I mean, here. No, I think that's wrong because I think he does need to tell him that he's need in to the tell wrong. Him. Yeah.
1: You have taken a dog away from a young boy. Mm. He might not be able to love after that. It's Good true. luck damaging his sensibilities <laughs> okay. and letting him grow up not fucking trusting anyone. I mean,
0: that accelerated.
1: <laughs> he <laughs> goes, you did this. No one else. You are fucking responsible. Not me. <laughs> okay.
0: I think that's about something else now. I think that crossed not over. Not me.
1: <laughs> no one was blaming you, man. <laughs> oh, wow. And then you've got uh, truffle underscore pig uh, writes, yummy, yummy, truffles in my tummy, oh, yeah, which okay. I think we can all agree with. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> a lot of sense. Now, what do you do in a situation like this? Like, obviously, you're giving the dog back. Yeah. But first taking pictures, I imagine, so you can walk it and talk to it. And have a real dog of your own. Yeah,
0: I mean, just, yeah, just I like to sleep next to the pictures at night. That's comfortable, you know. If there's a thunderstorm, the pictures get all nervous.
1: <laughs> Cut some hair off and build your own shrine Yeah, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Completely normal stuff, I think we just, can all agree.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, give back the dog. You've stolen <laughs> somebody's dog.
1: Yes, absolutely. But price for the pumpkins, Will, do you think that – Makes it all, like, you know, if this is a scale, you know, do uh-huh. you think that you're uh, you're absolutely in the right for taking a dog if they've been eating your goddamn pumpkins?
0: Well, what's happening, like, <laughs> now with the pumpkins? I I, I need yeah. to know that also. Like, yeah. has this dog, is he now cool with the fact that this dog's still in his pumpkins?
1: <laughs> he doesn't say. He's just no. running with his pants around his ankle.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's just gone, I love the dog now. Like, yeah. he said nothing about like the resolution of whether, is he like growing the pumpkins now and he and the dog, you know, Lady in the Tramp style are sitting <laughs> at a table? <laughs>
1: and With all the pumpkins he can ever have.
0: <laughs> I mean, you could... Mm, interesting. <laughs> like if you really love this dog, yeah. here's what you could do. You could pretend... Here's your best case scenario. Yeah. Kids, like, because you're already in the shit now. We've just got to find your way out of this shit situation. Yeah. So the best thing that you can possibly do in this situation is that you can um, use this as an opportunity to bring up the pumpkin thing, right? So Mm -hmm. basically what you're going to do is tomorrow you're going to go around to where the kid is And you're going to say, last night, I think I found your dog, last night um, it turns out the dog's been getting in and eating Eating my my pumpkin patch and I looked in the backyard last night and there he was and luckily I was able to um, get him for you and, and it brought him back. And I've got to say, what a beautiful dog. like we need to work out some way to stop him from getting in the pumpkin so this doesn't happen again. But I've got to say he was such a good dog and loved spending time with him. If you ever need someone to help give him a walk or if he does need like a run around or whatever, or even if I can bring over some pumpkin at some stage because he seems to like the pumpkin, we'll we'll fence off the area. But maybe I can bring over some pumpkin for him to enjoy and for you to enjoy. And then you get a win-win, right? Kid gets his dog back. Yep. You get to love your dog and you get your pumpkins back. This is like
1: the, the best possible scenario. It absolutely is. And the kid will go, why have you got your pants around your ankles?
0: Yeah. And like plus this kid. Saying. Yeah. I was going to say the kid doesn't have to have nightmares for the next 30 years, but the pants around the ankles is probably going <laughs> yeah, to take care of that.
1: <laughs> and also like blue healers exist. You can go and get one. You know, this doesn't have to be your blue healer. You can go and actually get a blue healer very easily. Mm,
0: that is <laughs> a pretty good point that you're
1: making. <laughs> we've got the next confession today that comes from Dave. Dave confesses on a first date, I crapped my dax. Oh uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Awful, really. Mm-hmm. So awful. It is awful. I was so excited to go on a date with Rebecca after mm-hmm. all these longing looks over the years. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to cancel just because I was a little unwell.
0: Well, you should have, though. Should you should have, have. You always should. should have, always should. If we've learned <laughs> anything from the history of the six years of this podcast, <laughs> it is that you absolutely should cancel if you're feeling a bit unwell.
1: <laughs> you're going to shit yourself. Yes. Spoiler alert. We went to the most perfect picnic spot uh-huh. It was close and had this amazing lookout I don't know if that describes perfect Will, it's just close to your house It was perfect, it was close to where I live Yeah. We packed everything that day And she had this incredible cheese board That she had hyped up But let me tell you, it exceeded expectations I'm not a fancy pants mm-hmm. But even though I love trying all these different cheeses I'm not really meant to, but I like them. I don't know what that means. I don't know if he's not meant to like cheeses or maybe he's not meant to have cheese. I mean, I
0: think maybe like there might be a lactose intolerance or something like that because if we know where we're going, which is he's already got a bit of an unwell tummy (laughs) and at some stage soon he's going to shit himself, certainly (laughs) having a selection of cheeses you'd never tried before. If I've gone out of the house on a date and I'm already feeling a little icky in the tummy... What yeah. I am not thinking is you know what'll fix this up? A whole bunch of cheese. <laughs> that'll that'll be the thing that really makes this situation
1: okay. And a nice glass of milk and you'll feel yeah, fine. Yeah. So what next? Gather round, gather round. Mm. I start by trying one cheese, another cheese, and my stomach is rumbling. It's like I'm addicted to the cheese. I can't stop eating it. I know whatever happens next is not going to be good. And as I look into Rebecca's eyes, I can see a future with her. What? I genuinely can. I mean, come on. I've read a lot of poems and heard a lot of love songs and suddenly they all start to make sense. Uh What am I, Shania Twain, lol? (laughs) (laughs) But just heard them, not wrote them. It would make more sense. He was like, I wrote a lot of love songs in my head for her. Who am I, Shania Twain, lol?
0: I mean, but also, Shania Twain, yes, she's got some love songs, but also a lot of her songs were more about being a proud, fierce, independent woman than they were, you know.
1: (laughs) About love songs. Yeah. (laughs) About shitting yourself in a picnic place. Oh, so
0: you shit your pants after some cheese. That'll impress me much.
1: (laughs) Anyway, I'm getting from the point here. I know that if I need to poo, then I'm best not to do it in front of her. And that's when I know if I get up, it's all going to come out. Yeah. Um, Now, Will, if he gets up, he's gonna he's gonna shit himself. So any sudden movement. What do you do in a situation? I am not. This is like a nightmare situation
0: for me, Sam, as you well know. Like this. Or anyone,
1: I believe, Will. I don't. Yeah, (laughs) but
0: I mean, I have like I've constantly said, and I understand that anyone can get caught in an emergency situation, but sure, sure, sure. Like if something like this happened to me. Regardless of what happens from now on, I have to walk into the ocean that's it i like that's i have no other yeah. choice i i need yeah. to I need to return to the ocean that is all Until that can the end happen of time. Just walk towards in the could you please point me and then just slosh my way to the ocean and return to the ocean i <laughs> Can't think of anything that, like, gives me more nightmares than the scenario we've painted right here. Now, this guy's an idiot. He's made a lot of bad (laughs) decisions. Like, firstly, going out in the first place, particularly if you can see a future with this woman. Like, if this was a one-or-done scenario, but if you can see a future with this woman and a delicious array of cheeses, like, you can introduce cheese into a relationship at a later time. Like people live with all sorts of deficiencies in their partners, but this is like there will be a time in your relationship where the scenario that is about to unfold will be fine, right? Yes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, that yeah. it happened will be a funny story you'll be able to tell each other and it will be fine because so many other things will have happened at that. But that this is not that point. This is... You should not – you are an idiot and she can yep. do better than – she should take her delicious cheeses and, yeah, find herself a man who can sink through a day is actually what I'm thinking in this scenario. <laughs> but if it is me
1: – Yeah.
0: And it is – there is no scenario in which this does not happen. I would have to be just honest straight away and say this is – the most incredibly embarrassing thing that could ever happen and I am so sorry that it is it is just my luck because I was having such a great time. But something that I have just eaten has upset my stomach so severely that I've had a reaction like I've never had before. I I'd never maybe never tried one of the like they just might anyway, I please I'm not blaming you in any way for the scenario that's happening and that's good because you're kind of bringing in the idea that it might be their fault, not yours. Uh, (laughs) Very clever. Not blaming your poison cheeses, but. (laughs) 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 No, I think that I'd have to be immediately just brutally honest in the hope that the honesty and embarrassment is better than and say, like, and get them to remove themselves from the scenario. Could, if it's possible, could you please just give me some napkins and whatever? And then, if, could I just be honest with you? Could I just have, like, I need to just be by myself?
1: I can't have you around. Yeah. Like, you know, can you just, you know, yeah. like, yeah. And, and sing all by myself, a song not by Shania Twain, lol.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could just be, hide behind the van and sing, all by myself as <laughs> really
1: I... Really <laughs> loudly. Maybe do <laughs> it a few times. Still eating <laughs> cheese. <Like. laughs> Crying. Best date ever. This next bit is yeah. crazy, but uh, please bear with me. Okay. I grab her phone and I just piff it.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that
1: is, Yeah, that is crazy. We, we bear yeah. with you, but that is crazy. Uh, I throw it as far away as I can. She's horrified, but I play it off as a joke. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever played something like that <laughs> off as a
0: joke. She's about well. to she's about <laughs> hear and smell a very funny joke in a minute. So <laughs> it's good that it's, it's a joker. Finger. Like, yeah, up until this point, something's happened to you. Yes. That an empathetic person might genuinely feel part Like, I mean, I joked a little before about the idea of, like, throwing some blame on them, but if it were me like in the opposite scenario, I've provided the cheese and then the person that I'm with has suddenly like had a complete – I would feel bad. Like my immediate impulse would be I'm partly responsible for this. And assuming that she also is excited about being on the date and those sort of things, you'd actually – I think you'd be quite concerned and compassionate for the other person. 100%.
1: And and if you
0: just go in on that with honesty in that moment, I think there's a way through this. The minute you throw the phone, you're done regardless. I don't want to be with a guy that in a moment of panic decides to make the situation worse, not better.
1: She scowls at me as I get up slowly as I can and it's too late. I have pooed myself. I go to the public toilet and clean myself up, but when I get back, this is Mm -hmm. a big surprise, Will, she has packed up the remainder of her things and is reversing out in her car. Mm -hmm. I would chase her after, but I am a mess just quietly. (laughs) Just quietly. I don't know if anything can make this right, but I really, really like her, and I would certainly like a second chance. My goal was to explain that I can't control my bowels. My goal was not to tell her I shit myself, but maybe it's all too late. Maybe it's the only way she'll talk to me again. Now, Will, he threw the phone, like you said. You can't really come back from that. That's I the don't problem. think there's any way. I think you
0: could have come back from shitting yourself. Of I honestly you do. Can.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But the throwing of the phone is the red flag in this scenario. Well, actually, the icky tummy and eating all the cheese without... <laughs> quite a few <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest. Yeah. But you could have, yes, so f- fast forward to the end of it where she's driven off, right? But she's angry because yeah. you've thrown the phone and then shit yourself. You yeah, could you have see. said to her, I'm so sorry, I've got an upset stomach. I don't want to put you through this. I've really, like, enjoyed this. Yeah. Go. I'll sort out.
1: Save yourself. Leave me behind. Don't come back for me.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'd appreciate that. Even if she then decided to stay, because she might. Right? She might. She might decide to stay. She might have a lot of other stuff going on. Well, but she might see, she might have compassion and she might have like understanding and like try to help you in that scenario. Um, like you've thrown her phone away. She can't even ring for help.
1: <laughs> and now he's going, She's upset. She yeah. left, and I just can't believe it. And go, You absolutely can believe it. She yeah. <laughs> threw her phone and yeah. then shit himself.
0: I mean, what you've got to go in with is yeah. like if you honestly believe that this she's the one, you've just got to go in with full can we please start again? I've yep. ruined... Of all... Like, I can't believe what's happened. I've had this, like, you know, stomach thing. I've yes. In that moment, I've panicked out of embarrassment. I realise that's not the right way that I should behave in a scenario. Like, you've got to do the full... Yeah. ...like, breakdown of, like, can I have a second go? And hopefully one day this becomes a funny story that we, you know, get to tell our grandkids. But, like, yeah. you know.
1: You get to still, you're still the one at the wedding. You get to sing that at the wedding. Great Shania Twain songs, lol. Yeah. Just, yeah, just try. And
0: would it help if, you, if you'd if you like to throw my phone away? That's. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's beautiful. Now, Will, I've got two more confessions. Okay. Have you got time to yes, uh, do two more? Do is it, it okay? It. Yep. Confession three is from Adam. Adam confesses. One time I got so mad at my dad meddling in my business that I stomped on his foot. He was in a lot of pain. I was old enough to know better, 19 years old, and my dad was shocked. I told him that I think I have an involuntary muscle spasms or some shit like okay. that. It's good to I hope that's exactly how he said it yeah. as well well. Or some shit like that. <laughs> or some shit like that. I pretended to go to the doctor and pretended to have it all confirmed. Okay. Am I stupid? I try not to be. That's my life motto, Well, I should get that tattooed on my arm where this one is. Am I stupid?
0: I try (laughs) not to be. I I
1: try not to be. Um, (laughs) That's how I introduce myself.
0: I don't even know if I try not to be. I think that, (laughs) like, because I don't really know, like, because I am stupid and I'm, like, I'm stupid all the time, I don't even know what trying not to be (laughs) stupid looks like. Yeah, no, you know? it's
1: too hard. Because yeah, like, if hard I buzz. knew
0: that, I could just not be stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we wouldn't be in this situation in the first place if I could try not to
0: be. Yeah, right? I think I could do it if I knew what it was, but yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't really know what it is. Um, I think, yeah, no, this is stupid.
1: This is stupid. So, so stupid. I did this again and again, and then I realised it was really easy to fake illnesses. I currently have 12 different illnesses I'm faking to different people.
0: Well, the good news is you actually do have an illness. You have Munchausen's disease where you You fake illnesses. So (laughs) I think that...
1: You could pay it off. You could just say, I do have that. You're absolutely fine. I finally... I
0: don't have any of those
1: illnesses,
0: but me pretending I had those illnesses is in itself (laughs) an illness. So... (laughs) I'm a psychopath. (laughs) Drop the mic and walk off. So I think you'll find I'm a psychopath. (laughs) I win.
1: Do you guys want to go and get lunch? Yeah. (laughs) It's very hard to keep track of everything. So I've got a little notebook on my phone. Not a notebook on your phone, but anyway. And I am able to I've got
0: the notebook (laughs) app on my phone.
1: I've said, what I've said before, I've met someone. Okay, so he just goes and checks what he's he's written. I have a compulsive liar personality. Mm. Don't worry, I haven't written that one down, lol. Well, yeah, just
0: now, also. You actually have, lol. Yeah.
1: And I continually make up new ones or rehash the old I do a lot of research on each thing so I know if I get caught out. And in my job, I fake doctor's certificates whenever I need a day off and I can get out of anything. Uh-huh. A lot of the time, I just take the day off to rest because I'm so exhausted with all the lying. My brother has been cottoning on recently and always calls me a thing called Pinocchio. Now, that I think that's the funniest thing to say. A thing called a thing Pinocchio. Called- <laughs> He's a toy that comes alive, and he he says. Oh, but so also,
0: uh, <laughs> it's Pinocchio. You either know, you either know what Pinocchio is. Was actually was Pinocchio the doll? Is this one of those um, Frankenstein and Frankenstein? No, because it was Geppetto. Geppetto, wasn't it? and yeah, then yeah, Pinocchio yeah. is the name of the doll. So yeah, so it's not a thing called like it's just Pinocchio.
1: It's Pinocchio's it's his name. Yeah, <laughs> he's that dude with the long nose. I had to look that up because I wasn't familiar with the story of that particular doll. Oh, I mean, he really
0: is like, I've never heard of Pinocchio.
1: Really? It's wild. This is
0: the bit of this story that I'm finding hardest to swallow, to be honest, that this cat reckons he's never heard of Pinocchio. Like, even one of the if most you, famous
1: dolls. One of,
0: I mean, top five most famous dolls ever, I'm going to say, Pinocchio. Yeah. You've
1: got so, Chucky in there, you got him, you got Teddy Bear.
0: I mean... If you're talking about, I mean, obviously Barbie, but like if Transformers, maybe so. Sure, sure. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm mean, top ten, top ten top most ten. famous dolls of all time. Pinocchio, but <laughs> yeah. of dolls that have become human beings, top five for He's sure. He's right up there. Right, He's right right up there. <laughs> right up there. And of dolls that noses grew based on whether they were telling the truth or not. Number one. That like, no sure. <laughs> competition. Like, the most famous, when we're talking about the idea that the reference here is, because the reference is to his lying. Yes, Yeah. The reference isn't to the fact that he used to be made of wood and came, <laughs> like, to life. Like, the reason that Pinocchio is being referenced in this situation is 100% is the number one reference in the category.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely i I had to look that up because I wasn't familiar with the story of that particular doll It's a doll and then he goes on to explain it well it
0: explains a, Pinocchio <laughs> yes. you're the only person in the world who's never heard of Pinocchio
1: it's a doll who continually tells little lies yes. and when he tells lies his nose grows it's actually quite a terrifying doll
0: <sighs> i mean you've not you've also not really understood the idea of
1: Pinocchio <laughs> And going, it's just a freaky looking fucking thing Yeah, like, that's it's not, not really meant it's, to be not, No, it's not a horror story <laughs> Like this Chucky shit that keeps following me around And going, no, that's not the idea of Pinocchio <laughs> Now, I don't know what to do I know yeah. that if I ever piss my brother off He might tell everyone what I've done And make everyone laugh at me I don't have time for that And he shouldn't either, to tell you the truth. He's just become a dad and needs to focus on those things. Focus on your baby, mate. Get out of my business, mate. (laughs) Anyway, should I be... (laughs) <laughs> anyway, anyway, should I be telling people what I did, or is there a way you think people might forget about it and never talk to me about it again? Sure, is exhausting, but I guess I get to kick my dad under the table without any hurt feelings nowadays. Ha 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 ha! Keep looking at the pictures of Pinocchio online, and he is freaking me out. Uh,
0: wow. Okay. Wow. So.
1: The only guy in the world that's terrified by that. <laughs>
0: this is, we've gone on a journey. Yeah. <laughs> like, this guy has stomped on his dad's foot once. Something once. that, again, this is where it could have ended. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, dad. I <laughs> don't know what happened. Sorry, mate.
1: Sorry about that, dad. Sorry, mate.
0: It won't mate. happen again. I promise I will never do that again. I'm so sorry. Uh, Or I think I have a disease where I get involuntary muscle spasms. I better go to a doctor and start making up lies about everyone to everything. I've got to open this notebook app on my phone to keep track of all my lies. But I don't have time for people finding out about this. If my brother rats on me, the dirty rat, he should stick to his family, mate. Have a look at your bloody family. You've got stuff to do, mate. Like... What, mate? Just, like... <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I think actually he does. Have, like, I think this guy might actually have an illness. Like, Absolutely. I do genuinely believe yep. that he might. Like, this might be, weirdly, he thinks he's making up an illness, but I actually think he has a compulsive illness of some kind. Like and
1: sure.
0: So, sure, sure. So I think find out what that is and yes. then tell people that that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. You say, I'm so sorry, I hope you'll find this a funny story at some stage, but I was suffering from a mental breakdown and I was comp- – yeah, my brain was compulsory. Like I was lying to people. I was making up like different illnesses for different pe- – like it was out of control. I'm on medication now or I'm getting treatment or I'm talking to someone about it. I just wanted to be, be the first person to let you know that I'm so sorry. Yeah. I. It was beyond my control. I was, you know, like, because, I mean, when you tell people what happened, they'll be like, yeah, that sounds like a, a breakdown of some kind. Like, Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> checks out, that right? Checks out. Yeah, totally. And that's and then, that's and then, God, God, have you guys when, seen this When Larry dog? comes in and goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Larry comes in and goes, oh, I thought he had leprosy. Oh, yeah, I thought he had tennis <laughs> elbow, right? Like everyone's stories check out with each other. Yes. And yeah, yeah, then yeah. you're like, and if you know this Pinocchio cat, because he is a freaky motherfucker. He
1: is freaking me out, man. man. I can't stop looking at pictures, man. <laughs> this fucking doll. You guys heard of him? He's yeah, freaking me Pinocchio, out. Pinocchio motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the only way forward, Will, because yeah. you cannot. I don't know, that you just can't keep going with this because this is just going to end in the worst kind of situation. He's just going to alienate everybody and he's not going to have any friends.
0: You're getting caught at some stage. The only way you can possibly do it at this stage is admit to it all, bundle it all up in the one thing so that you don't have to put out individual spot fires. It is about the idea that – because, you know, the problem is if you've got 12 different things to remember or keep track of or go to whatever – it's hard to say individually to them and and make them understand what was going on. Whereas if you go and say, I'm so sorry, I had yes. – tw- you're not going to believe this. I literally had 12 different people who believed different things about me. I've – like I'm now getting this like help and this treatment and this is what happened but like I yep. just wanted to let you know about it. It feels much more like – If you tell people that 12 people were taken in by it rather than like them individually, I think they're much more receptive to going, oh, this is about you. And then if you follow it up with going, by the way, have you ever heard of Pinocchio? They'll be like, you've never heard of Pinocchio? Yeah, okay, you're you're right. You're
1: all right, man. You're top right. ten dolls. I'm talking right <laughs> top now. Top
0: ten, man. I've got my list of top dolls here,
1: and it's top on my ten. notes app. Yeah, <laughs> we've got the final confession today, Will. That comes from gorgeous Maggie. Gorgeous okay. Maggie confesses: there is an old woman who lives next door, and I help her with whatever she needs. Okay. She's a very old woman, probably the oldest woman I've ever seen. I have a list on my phone, Will, of the oldest women I've ever seen and yeah. she'd be right up there. Okay. And I like to think a young, attractive woman like myself would help. I love just throwing oh, that in there. Attractive. I'm, P.S. I'm hot. Yeah, P.S.
0: I'm a young and attractive woman. Attractive by whose woman. By whose standards? You haven't given us any scale. Like you might be somebody who's very positive about your own appearance yeah. and that's a misleading thing for us, <laughs> yeah. or it might be the opposite. Maybe you're somebody yeah. who's incredibly humble and you're just telling it like it is, so that you yeah. know, people need to know. She's confident, yeah. I I'm reckon attractive. she's just telling people all the time. Yeah. She goes, I
1: don't know if you know this, but I'm attractive. Yeah.
0: I'm a young, attractive woman.
1: <laughs> a young, attractive woman like myself would help an older me when the time yeah. comes to Oh, it. nice.
0: Okay. Yeah. So she's yeah. also implying that at some stage this older woman was like
1: a younger, attractive woman as younger, well. Younger, attractive like, woman yeah. as well. Now she's an old, unattractive woman. <laughs> she says kooky things all the time. Oh yeah. Now, will when I think of kooky things, no. the next sentence really takes me by surprise. When I think of a kooky thing, I think you know maybe mm-hmm. she's, you know she's got sort of, uh, you know she's losing her mind a little yeah. bit and she's sort of saying you know things like there's a there's a rattle up there or something you know like something mm-hmm. that she's seen something you know I've seen a seen a dog eating my pumpkins or something mm-hmm. like that. She says kooky things all the time, like she died in that house, and that she's over two hundred years old. Okay, it's kooky, isn't it? Well,
0: I mean, it's pretty kooky. <laughs> it's pretty, and kooky. I would suggest Sam that it's a little spooky.
1: <laughs> oh, you'd be dead right there, Will Anderson. Have to wake <laughs> up pretty early in the day to catch you out in a spooky story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is real being classic hits, hasn't it? Shitting it really yourself, ghosts.
1: That's when I was looking at it going, yeah, I've got the classic. <laughs> this is a classic episode. <laughs> I just make sure she has milk and bread and all the uh, basics. Yep. If you ask my mum, she's, she's C... Oh, okay. This is a joke that she makes okay. about her mum. This is why I got taken by surprise for this one. Mm-hmm. If you ask my mum, she'd say gin and tonic is a basic.
0: Oh, okay. So just on the mum gets a drive-by on the <laughs> way through. Basically, mum's not
1: mentioned again. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> and just my mum. By the mum's got a problem. mum mom really loves the gin <laughs> early in the day.
1: So I have this very. So I have this very funny thing about yeah. me yeah. where I always help those in need. Oh, that's
0: nice. Apart from my drunky mum.
1: <laughs> drunky mum. <laughs> she gets no looking from me. This kooky lady next door, though. <laughs> it's a reason on a Saturday morning yeah. you'll find me volunteering at a soup kitchen or on a Saturday morning soap. <laughs> okay, this is great. All right, so it's <laughs> It's the reason on a Saturday morning yeah. you'll find me volunteering at a soup kitchen or on a Saturday morning you'll find me volunteering at a soup kitchen. Oh, okay. Really? One wow. or the other. You okay. take your pick. But on a Saturday morning you'll find her at one of those two things. Volunteering, Very different So
0: volunteering at a soup kitchen or yes. volunteering <laughs> at a soup kitchen, you say. That's right.
1: Okay. Interesting. You're keeping up. Yeah. There are lots of things about me you might find surprising, but my love of the elder generation is one that you'll never find surprising.
0: Well, I, I did. I found it a little surprising, but I don't know kn- nothing about. I, it. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> you. So, and well, I mean, I knew that thing about how you think your mum's an alcoholic, but yeah.
1: Now, will this is a, this is a great next sentence yeah. which I've never seen in a confession before. Oh, I just see a mistake in my writing above, lol.
0: So, Sam, you have lots more experience of this than – but it occurs to me every time I listen to your podcast and some situation like this happens where is the idea of Reddit that you just write down – Like because some would argue in a situation like that what you actually would do is just go back and address the mistake and not write that you've made a mistake – So, is Reddit's because it happens quite a lot in these confessions (laughs) is that people would comment on the fact that they've got something wrong earlier as if it was going out live. Yeah, (laughs) what can I do? I've moved on. I've just got to tell you about it now. Like, is this a Reddit thing or is this a voice to text (laughs) thing or is this a like, what is this?
1: It is like any other app. Like you, it's like writing a Facebook comment. Yes. You can absolutely go back and fix that. Like you can abs- like all that Pinocchio shit before, yeah. well, I would have lost it. The, <laughs> it's just so weird that you would write that and go, there's no point in her mind where she goes, I could fix it right now. Right. Maybe let people believe my spooky story. A in the bit time
0: now. it took you to write the fact that you'd made the mistake, you could have fixed the mistake.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, well, all right, so you know where this you know where this is going, this yes. story, but it's spooky. So anyway, this older woman and I have become very close. Uh-huh. Every night I go over and I make sure she is fine. Yeah. Well, the other night I catch her and she is floating on the roof. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, that's not something you see every day. It's not. And it isn't. It is not. I don't know how she is doing this, and to be real with you, it is freaking me out. Yeah,
0: she—that's—that's she <laughs> that's like normal to be that is a breakdown. The appropriate reaction, like if this was indeed happening. That would be absolutely the appropriate reaction would be to be freaked out.
1: It's a point in a horror film when yeah. there's on the yeah. roof. And you, you do freak out.
0: I would have she- spent a little less time building up your mother's <laughs> drinking problem as a secondary character in this story before I got to the fact that the old lady's floating on the roof. Because we could all see where it was going, by the way. like I mean, I didn't necessarily spot her on the roof. Yeah. But we all knew that she was a ghost of some kind Absolutely. or something. So, like, <laughs> I mean, you've introduced it early on, like, oh, she occasionally says that she's 200 <laughs> years old. You're like, yeah, yeah, okay, she's a ghost. We get it. I it's died in like, Yeah, it's fine, mate. We Stop understand where it's going. You can't distract us with the gin stuff. Like, just...
1: <laughs> all right. She comes down eventually after nah. a lot of asking nicely. Yeah. And almost begging from me, and she tells me that she has, in fact, been in the house for over 200 years. Someone is selling the house, and she doesn't want people in there. That's weird, I'm thinking. (laughs) Now, to think of it, there was a couple that lived there previously, and then suddenly just an old woman who was floating on roofs? That's when it hit me.
0: She's a ghost. Oh, God, it hit the rest of us literally <laughs> five minutes ago, <laughs> right at the start, <laughs> when you said she says kooky things. We immediately spotted where this was going. How has it taken you until now? <laughs> like, she was floating on the roof. What other explanation for the floating on the roof is there in your worldview? Like, this is what I love about this is, like, she hasn't immediately sprung to ghost when she's found an old lady floating on the roof she's like well i guess there's at least half a dozen explanations of what might be going on here
1: (laughs) (laughs) then it hit me she's a ghost i've Uh, literally been helping a ghost and making sure that the ghost is happy and doing well What's wrong with me? The next time I went, I took my sister, but the ghost was nowhere to be seen. Now no one will believe me and everyone is thinking I've lost the plot, but I'm telling you this happened and it's legitimate. How do I make people believe me? My husband won't even believe me. And oh yeah, what do I do with all this leftover milk and bread? Okay,
0: well, the, the,
1: the a horror story has never ended with that sentence.
0: The, the last bit is the least of your issues, is what I would suggest. Like a,
1: I would get rid of it.
0: I mean, I would say a bread and butter pudding. Like, you have most <laughs> you of the ingredients anything. to make a bread and butter pudding, honestly, and they're delicious. Yep. Underrated dessert. Like, you know, yes, absolutely.
1: So, Check that the milk's not off, though, because you've left a lot of milk in that house.
0: I mean, oh, are you suggesting this is just house milk? I was—I thought maybe she had a supply of milk at her house that oh. she was, that was for the old ghost lady that now is about to run out because, like, you know, the old. But because, like, otherwise, if she's a ghost, I mean, firstly, if she's a ghost, what's she doing with the bread and milk in the first place? She would have never been ghost son eating bread and milk. You've <laughs> confused the ghost with Santa. Santa eats bread and milk, like cookies and stuff. Like, yes, but
1: yeah, yeah. Not, not someone – I think that she's maybe been taking mm. lots of bread and milk over to the house. But what's
0: been happening to the bread and milk? I don't has think it,
1: anything's happened. Has it
0: been eaten or is, it, you, or is there just piles of bread and milk around this house? And how did she not notice the next time she went to the house that there was some uneaten bread and milk? Or is she it being She was on the roof, eaten. She was distracted. I mean, maybe. There's a lot of there's a lot of holes in this story. Is all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> what would you do in a situation like yeah. this? Well, look, I mean, there's not really a whole lot. What situation you are you
0: suggesting I am in?
1: <laughs> give me in whatever
0: parameters you want to give me is fine. Yeah. But yeah, what what do you like? Give me the picture of what right. situation have I found myself in as part of this story.
1: So you've got people moving in Uh, next door, Will, that uh, you're worried that the real estate agent doesn't know that there's a ghost in there that's been living there for 200 years and you have to tell them that you don't want them to move anyone else into the house Um, and you've got to convince your partner as well that this is definitely a legitimate thing.
0: Yeah, that is tough. You're right. That is a very tough tough scenario. (laughs) So firstly, I would make them a delicious bread and butter pudding. (laughs) I think that's – you've got to work with the ingredients you have at your disposal. So I think you you soften up the family in particular, maybe put a little gin in mum's – brandy in mum's bread and butter pudding, you know, like get her on board. She'll (laughs) love it. And you just say – you suggest that you've been – you suggest that (laughs) – so tough because there is no ghost. The problem here is that <laughs> yeah. there is not a ghost.
1: Yeah, you made it up.
0: Yeah, you, you, yes. Something else is going on that probably needs to be addressed because there is probably not a ghost there because, well, either there is a ghost that can eat milk and bread, in which case we need to alert the authorities. This is not just something that we can not get someone to move in. This is... Yep. This is a breakthrough in something, that we've Absolutely. identified a ghost that can consume human food.
1: <laughs> and it doesn't the, want it. It <laughs> still doesn't th- want it.
0: <laughs> this is the scenario that we're in. So, look, I think, oh, boy, um, maybe you've got to, you know what you've got to do? Mm. I think you've got to talk to the couple who are thinking about moving in. Great. Right. And right. explain to them. That you, their neighbor, have been going over to the house to feed bread and milk to a ghost that you, their neighbor, believes lives in right. that house. Great. Right. And I think that might get them to reevaluate moving into that house. Who knows what reason they will should... <laughs> have for that? But I do believe that if you, their neighbor, just went over and told them that story that might affect the decision.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's the only way forward. Now, Will, at the end of that, we've had four gorgeous confessions uh-huh. from four gorgeous people. If you had to cast one of these as a major motion mm. picture, which one springs out the most? You've got Terry, who caught that pesky dog, Will, that was yeah. eating all of his pumpkins. Uh-huh. You've got confession two from Dave, who crapped his Dax and threw someone's phone. You've got Adam, who one time... uh caught his dad meddling in his own business. So he stomped on his foot and then from there went on this tirade of faking all these illnesses and then freaked out when he found out about Pinocchio for the first time. And you've got Maggie, who, of course, we heard from last, who uh, found a kooky thing out about her neighbour that she floats on a roof and is, in fact, 200 years old and died in the house. I
0: mean, firstly, all of them can make movies. (laughs) I think we can see that, right? Yes. Yeah. Like the final one could be a great ghost story, story of like, you know, mental health, housing, horror, maybe a bit of horror. Right. I don't know. Like, you know, that yep. definitely could work, right? We've got and Mr. Ripley going around <laughs> pretending he's got all these injuries. You can imagine that being played as like an Oscar bait movie style piece 100%. about this guy who, like, an incite or. An Adam Sandler style comedy about an idiot who stomps on his dad's foot and then invents a whole bunch of like you know different diseases with different people and then eventually has to like like escalates it to like you know ridiculous comedic proportions. <laughs> you could do like a a love story that starts on the cheese date, right?
1: Yes. Like yeah. I get.
0: That's your before the scenes. Like, that's the yep. impossible situation that you can never fi- find your way back from, right? Yep. Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney have gone on a date and Glenn <laughs> Powell's <laughs> shit himself after too much juice.
1: Hilarious. <laughs> Always Just hilarious.
0: good fun stuff.
1: Funny's is funny. Um, what was the first one? The first the one first was... The first one was our good friend uh, Terry who caught that pesky dog. Will that I think. All the that, I
0: mean, it feels to me like that's your that's your box office. Like Bluey's, yeah. Bluey's very big at the moment. Of
1: course, I feel Let's like capitalize.
0: I feel like this is heartwarming, family. So. We recast the neighbour. In this story, he's a bit of a... He thinks he's the hero of the story. But what he is actually like is a curmudgeonly old sort of, like, babe-style farmer, you know, grumpy old farmer. He's got tending his patch. He's annoyed by the fact that this, like, local dog... You know gets in all the time, but what the local dog actually needs is you know like a friend who like and so it's a heartwarming story of like a dog winning over the love of this farmer, and then he yep. maybe he's lost his kid or something, and then like he gets his friendship with the kid when they return the dog at the like that to me feels like that's your box office, you know that's movie, beautiful right like
1: yeah yeah that's that's I love one. that. Yeah, that's the one to go by. We we capitalize on all that bluey stuff. Yeah, really that's right. Blue
0: healers are hot right now, so <laughs> we may as well
1: imagine just one executive sitting there going, Can we get a blue healer involved in every meeting they're in? Can we get one? What get if
0: one. they're a blue healer? <laughs> yeah.
1: And we have another character who's a hilarious sausage. <laughs> Will. <laughs> Will, thank you so much as always for joining you, me on Sam. the podcast. How do people find you and all tour dates?
0: Uh, Will Legitimate is the name of the tour. It is touring you know, to a whole bunch of places, so comedy.com.au. And, yeah, the rest of the stuff is that everyone relax and, um, you know, my socials play clips from Question Everything and uh, Gruen and uh, Logical, which are all on ABC iView.
1: Perfect. Thank you, Will, for joining me on the podcast. Thank you, mate. Good night, Australia. (laughs) This is Confessions with Sam Peterson.